The overlooked stock of the day was a big decliner. George Tillis has a look into five and nine. George down 25% today. You know, uh, this is a pretty painful move for stock that had been holding its lows of the year basically from March all the way through to this month. What happened here? Well, I think overall there's some challenges, OJ, from the standpoint of maybe valuation. The CEO looks like they've resigned and is moving on. The company actually guided, it looks to me like they guided a little bit higher for Q3, both on sales and earnings. But it doesn't matter. It sold off, look, about uh, 25%. And uh, for those who don't know the company, 590 is basically an intelligent cloud software company that is utilized by contact service centers. They help basically with the omni-channel sort of on-premise as well as hybrid off-site uh, automa automatic call distribution, voice, uh, voice response, as well as things like uh, intelligent call routing. So it's utilized across multiple industry groups like entertainment, uh, they also help with inbound and outbound services, workflow automation. Uh, they compete with companies like Twilio, RingCentral, uh, and of course Nutanix is another one of these names. But all these stocks are down just dramatically this year because of the fact that the enterprise software space is facing a significant amount of multiple compression. But even as multiples compress, the earnings uh, projections for companies are actually getting lower. So multiples expand and they compress further because of the fact that we see now prices are falling significantly. I think, you know, this is a probably due sell off. In other words, it's justified uh, based upon some of the, the challenges the company has faced. I think that uh, if you consider the deployment of their technologies, uh, I think enterprise, especially small and medium-sized businesses, are coming back on spending, and we're seeing a continual move to the downside. I didn't think the news was all that bad, to tell you the truth, uh, but you can see that the market is just not uh, not receptive to any news that may be good or bad. In this case, the CEO resigning was bad, uh, and they 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 took uh, they took to the stock with a meat cleaver. Okay, yeah, they did. And uh, as we're now down to 57 bucks, thinking about uh, its full trajectory over the last two years is mind-boggling uh you know they traded at uh, 77 bucks uh when covid first began to hit uh they dropped down to a low of 52 dollars uh during the spring covid sell-off and then powered all the way back up to 211 bucks now we're back down to where we were at those lows do you think george it's unreasonable to uh assume this trajectory will be a baseline for other companies? I mean, it's not a terrible uh, business, is it? I mean, like, are they suffering that much worse than other uh, enterprise companies uh, in, in this category? No, I mean, I've seen worse, and we've talked about even worse <laughs> companies than this. Right. Uh, the company situation is not, I mean, we're seeing sort of this, um, you know, not necessarily a terminal decline. We're seeing essentially a cat catastrophic decline in a lot of these names. And I, I usually will define that somewhere between 16 and 70% decline. That There's a chance that a lot of these stocks will never recover at all. Uh, some of the highs that they've actually seen in the past. Now, when you look at this company, 5.9, it's profitable. I mean, they're earning about a buck 50 a share. Uh, the forward multiple uh, of the stock is about 55 times earnings. Okay, so is that cheaper expensive? Well, if you look at it relative to sales growth, all right, 30%, EBITDA growth on a forward basis is only 28%. So what do we wanna see? We wanna see EBITDA growth growing faster than sales growth on a forward basis. In this case, it's not. And if you look at the multiple around 55, I'm just gonna do 
uh, simple math here that the multiple or the forward PE is twice the EBITDA growth. Now, fair value, generally speaking, uh, as long as you see EBITDA growth higher than revenue growth would be a multiple that's about one, one times EBITDA growth. And in this case, it's two times EBITDA growth. I talked about Tesla earlier with Kevin on the, uh, on the other trading show. Uh, I find Tesla right now with EBITDA growth at 71% and a multiple that's right around 50 is cheap. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but based upon the EBITDA growth of that company, uh, I know there's a lot of bears on that stock, but that one is a lot cheaper than a company like Five9. When I'm saying on a on a growth perspective, not necessarily on a, on a price perspective. Okay. All right. Um, so then, where do we go from here? Is this a company that needs to pair up with someone? Are they going to be in search of a, uh, a buyer? Oh, yeah, I think it's possible, OJ. I mean, I think this is the, the right time for major companies, Salesforce.com. You know, they're, they're a serial acquirer of different companies, mergers amongst two, two competitors, like a Twilio, for instance, could, uh, could be a situation where we see some, uh, you know, competitive, uh, you know, lockups together. Anything is possible, but, you know, I'm not going to speculate. I, think, I don't think you should speculate on that occurring as an investment strategy. It's just uh, you just don't know. And you have to go with the trend. Unfortunately, the trend has been down. Now you see a gap to the downside, and you could also see a gap and go, which means a continuation of this gap to the downside. And like I said just a moment ago, based upon EBITDA growth, it's still expensive. Uh, and that's just my view of it. Uh, I could I could be wrong, but you know that's just uh, that's the way I look at it. All right. Well, thanks, George. Uh, pretty rough uh, day here for the stock. Uh, not good and not handling transition well from uh, the C-suite. Right.